You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy New Year. Welcome to our very first show of 2019. Lara and I are in studio talking all things musical theater LA, from what's going on at the Pantages to what's going on at the Almondson to Lara's incredible experience at Wicked. It's Curtains Up on another episode of West of Broadway. I'm radio host and theater enthusiast Lara Scott, along with celebrity publicist and theater veteran Will Armstrong. And we're going to get Wicked here in just a minute. Absolutely. You know I totally am so excited to talk about Wicked. But first, I haven't seen you since the holidays. And uh, the last thing, I, I think we were at the... Uh, the Lithgow family panto for the wonderful winter of Oz. I haven't seen you since last year, Will. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like three weeks ago. Thank you so much to Becky and Chris oh Lithgow for having us for opening night. Uh, the Pasadena Civic was such a, a perfect sized venue for this show. And if you haven't heard the episode with Becky, she is so cute. And she explains what a panto is and kind of their whole mission in really bringing theater to kids and families. Exactly. It was so thrilling to see her and her family up on stage welcoming everyone it felt it didn't feel stuffy it felt just like such a great introduction to theater of for anyone of any age and yeah. the talent on that stage was just phenomenal and it felt like we were all hanging out it started yeah. with becky's introduction she had her adorable little son leo mm-hmm. in his i think he was in a tiny tuxedo <laughs> a little <laughs> suit and then they had a gal a, a big youtuber come out and sing yeah she sang mariah carries all i want for christmas mm-hmm. is you and so audience partic- uh, participation was encouraged and we were encouraged to boo the wicked witch and cheer for dorothy and, and cheer for the the lion and everybody exactly it was so much fun what did your kids think they loved it. it. It's funny because my, well, it wasn't funny at the time, but my <laughs> just turned four-year-old, I don't even know what set her off. You were taking a picture of us, well, and she lost it in the middle of the lobby. I have this effect on children where <laughs> I'm, it you? I'm so high energy that sometimes kids don't know how to take me. Kids that are, like, you know what I mean? They, they just, like, they they completely, like, turn down or, like, don't. Some kids love my energy and just totally jive with it. And some kids are just like, this guy's a lot. I need to. So I probably weirded her out. And I'm sorry She's really that. sensitive. Maybe you fried her aura, right? <laughs> well, you can tell so, we live in L.A. She's so yeah. beautiful. And I was so oh, happy to see her. And Dallas, you. he's the 
that kid is awesome. He at one point said, "Mom, just drag her to safety because people were stepping over her mm-hmm. every time I tried to pick her up. She'd start kicking, and people are trying to get to their seats. He goes, mm-hmm. just drag her to safety so no one steps on her, and we'll just wait it out. Well, it's the, per- the wisdom of a nine-year-old. It was the perfect show to take kids to where that was completely acceptable. It wasn't just like, oh God, oh, like right. it's just like, sorry, like everyone here in the theater can feel me, you know, because you've been here. You know? <laughs> Although they were pretending not to see us, uh, I didn't notice any judgy looks, so that was good. But the moment that it was like ding, and somebody the goes, show. "Oh, the show is about to start," it was over. I, like I was completely traumatized, and I put that in my Instagram story. <laughs> like I'm sweating, my face is red, my hair stuck to my forehead. <laughs> But they sat there completely enraptured for, what, hour, 45 minutes, yeah. two hours. It was so great. Yeah, and it was so cute because Yvette, and I hope I'm saying her last name right, Gonzalez Naser, I believe, she used to be part of the Fresh Beat Band, a Nickelodeon, no which way. we used to watch. She yeah. was Kiki on that show. She stole the show for me. It was all about her and Kermit, even though everybody was so terrific. But her voice, When Kermit came out, I, start, I got chills. But for me, it was about the scarecrow and the lion. <laughs> yeah. They were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like their voices and their it was so fun. And it was such a silly, dumb, amazing, wonderful show. I loved it. It was just so just like exactly my kind of humor. It was so funny. And it was music from Imagine Dragons. Yep. And there are a lot of eighties songs. Mm-hmm. Like there's some great jokes about Toto, mm-hmm. like Toto the Dog and Toto the, the band. band. <laughs> that you know, a little bit of Africa, a little bit of Hold the Line. A little boots good and boogie. Yeah. It's going buggy. Well, and the great thing is, like last year, or actually two years ago now, in 2017, they did the the Beauty and the Beast, a Christmas Rose show. And then in 2018, it was in Laguna. So I'm hoping that the wonderful Winter of Oz is going to be on somewhere, somewhere in the country uh, this year for holidays 2019. Well, yeah, it's, it's an absolute must well, see. Kudos to the Lithgow family for really bringing Panto to the States because it's yes. a wonderful art form. And why not? You mm-hmm. know, it, I think it, it works perfectly with the holiday season. I hope they're resting right now (laughs) after this craziness of the past couple months. Becky, we hope you're napping. Well, speaking of theater and kids and shows we love, you also took your kids to Wicked. I did, and it was a very different experience watching it as a parent because I've seen – this was my third time seeing Wicked. I Mm -hmm. saw it twice when it was here in L.A. a long, long time ago. I would say at least 10 years ago. And obviously I've listened to the soundtrack since then. I've kept up with everything. But it was almost like seeing it again for the first time. This was another one that my nine-year-old loved. He knows the soundtrack. He was able to follow along with the story. And it was funny because he also saw Come From Away. And he said, Mom, Wicked had a lot more stuff on stage. I said, mm-hmm. yeah, Come From Away has chairs. <laughs> Some trees around the edge. But just the 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 bigness, is that the right word, yeah, of this spectacle. show? The spectacle. Thank you. Sure. With, the, with the, the big clock and then all the different moving parts. Flying in on the bubble. Coming in, yeah, traveling by bubble. I love that. We can't all travel by bubble. The, what did you think of the Oz chair, like the big head and the fire? It's just, it's a beautiful, incredible show. It's a beautiful show, and it was just as good as I remembered. Excellent. And I, I want to talk about Jackie Burns really quickly, sure. Broadway's longest-running alphabet. Will, coming from theater, how do you, as an actor, come into this role that, you know, by the time she took over, a lot of legendary people, a lot of legendary actors had had stepped into that hat, if you will, right. put on the green makeup, starting with Adina Menzel. Mm-hmm. How do you make it your own, which she did, but still keep the essence of what everybody's coming for? Well, that's exactly it. It's people are coming for a set expectation of, of what they think w- The Wizard of Oz and Wicked is and staying true to that. But I feel like because there have been so many repeat customers, there's been so many people, they want to see the evolution. They want to see what that person brings to – and I know, and I also know 
different alphabets have different vocal strengths and I, I it's been my experience to watch the musical directors work with each one to really like you know how when she's flying and she's like ah mm-hmm. like to really figure out what that's going to be uh, and how effective it's going to be in their voice so they can bring their uh to the role you know what i mean and she definitely brought her ah. <laughs> <laughs> and the pump worked maybe you could share a little bit from your time with the show because she told me a great story about how sometimes the pump didn't work okay. the hydraulic lift them the hydro we call it the cherry picker mm-hmm. and she steps into it and because and so when she's the the this is the money she, shot yeah where will. she's yeah. at the end of act one where she's gonna fly Sometimes, because it's hydraulics and it's it's machine, and it, they do eight shows a week. Every once in a while, it doesn't work. So they have contingencies where, like, where there's different lighting cues and there's different choreography for if, for some chance, the cherry picker doesn't seem to go, doesn't go up and she doesn't fly, she just keeps singing. And they do a lighting cue, and they move everything down. And when the cast comes out, they all lie on the ground. <laughs> so they're looking <laughs> up at her. It's it's a little anticlimactic, but I mean it's a it's a it's a good fix for live theater. And when something goes wrong, to have something prepared. That's kind of a genius fix on the fly like that mm-hmm. to have the cues, and this is what's going to happen. Because I would actually love to see that and see what the effect is. I, as long as somebody doesn't miss a beat, probably a lot of people might not even realize that something is amiss. You're, if mm-hmm. you've not. Seen the show before mm-hmm. you don't even notice but if you've seen the show before it's kind of a bummer yeah really she's supposed to be up there and it, she's it's down spectacular here. when you yeah. see her fly at the end you're like that's a it's a great end of act one it's one of those crazy moments mm-hmm. well we didn't get to see Kara Lindsay as glinda but we did get to see understudy oh. allison bailey and th- we went to a sunday afternoon matinee so i kind of wondered okay who's there's probably going to be at least one der- one understudy in one of the big roles and she was absolutely perfect just flawless didn't miss a beat she had great chemistry with Jackie Burns. They came out with their arms around each other at the end. It, it was really kind of a special thing to see. Absolutely. And it's just what I am such a huge champion for understudies and swings because I, I nothing bugs me more than when you're sitting in the audience and you hear someone somebody sitting next to you being like bummed because they're the person that's supo- like supposed to be in the role isn't and somebody else. There's they hire such incredible talent and there's so much talent out there and people love and they're waiting for their chance to get on stage and when they do they're not going to mess this up and they're going to give you a hundred percent i'm so happy for that when i see them Mm -hmm. and i know that maybe this is their one shot that week to do that role and they're knocking it out of the park so if you're an understudy or swing for a show please come on our podcast because i would love to hear just how you keep it straight and you know it's many times if if you like if you're a swing or an understudy and you're really really good like they can trust that because it's such an important – you're an insurance policy. So they don't they don't want to waste it on someone who's subpar. They want someone who's going to be able to hit the ground, knock it out of the park, and not somebody who, like, needs to do it every single day to keep it in their body. It's a yeah. special skill. Yeah. Well, speaking of understudies, did you see that Frankie Valley's granddaughter, Olivia <laughs> – like, Frankie Valley is understudying Alphaba. And I saw a great picture on Instagram of her in the green makeup with Frankie backstage at the Pantages That's when she so got cool. to go on. So, That's yeah, awesome. that would have yeah. been really cool. Well, anything else from your years with the show that you want to want to share? Any behind-the-scenes info or any any cool facts? Well, I just, I, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about how lucky I was to – okay, so when I – my last professional dancing job was uh, Christmas at Radio City, and wow. and I loved it. I loved it so much, and I, I was ready to transition into something else, but I didn't know what. So while I was at Radio City, I trained as a stage manager, 
and it, w it was incredible because it is such a technically advanced stage. And then I went on tour, and I worked with Wicked in merchandise, and I understudied uh, stage management. And so every once in a while, um, they would I would do I would cover stage right like, as a stage manager. I had my little headset and be in the dark, and it was just incredible. Yeah, um, I was thinking about that actually watching Wicked. You know, are there understudies for other positions? Because I was thinking specifically about the orchestra. Like, yeah. What if the conductor's sick? Like, who steps in? They travel. Yes, there's mm -hmm. there's um they have someone who can cover who like they they swing out occasionally so that the musical director who's traveling with the show can watch the show and make sure mm -hmm. that everything sounds great and that everyone's do because it's when you're conducting you know you're working the whole time so you can observe and stuff like that but every once in a while it's great to step out so there's they have insurance policies for everybody you know and lots of musicians can play more than one instrument so it's great to have someone who can fill in any role that's traveling with because they travel with like the core like the pianos and drums and maybe a horn or if there's a special solo of some sort in that show they'll have a specialist traveling with the show but um then they also rely heavily on local musicians so that first day that they're in town before the day before the show opens they're in music rehearsal so mm -hmm. the music director is there with his assistant music director and all of the traveling musicians and then they meet all of the very very talented local um, musicians and they've been practicing exactly. on their own getting ready it's like exactly. hi okay let's do this yeah <laughs> right? and, the, and the thing is in like with a show like wicked there's people that every time it comes through it's been through several times now mm -hmm. and one time it was here for five years you know people know this show ba backwards and forwards so i feel like i could step in <laughs> and play that right maybe maybe on the uh, recorder i still have some skills <laughs> <laughs> but stage manager that's huge so you were the one in charge of bringing this one in at this when time and this part comes in at this just time making sure that everything on st i was stayed there's a stage right a stage left and a house manager and they all work together to make sure the show is safe because you're in the dark back there i could see that from where we were sitting we were in the balcony mm -hmm. which was a great place to see just a few rows back because you really got again the sense of the spectacle but i could see little flashlights kind of backstage and people sort of getting into place and i had that same thought i was like wow it's really dark so yeah i want anyone to trip yeah so it's to be back there and make sure that because if somebody doesn't make a change or if a prop piece doesn't get set in place or if the um, alphabet isn't hooked in in time, we have to give the, the cue to, to let them know that it's safe to fly. Mm -hmm. Like um, there's a, There was one point where I would have to crawl under the stage and wait uh, for when the wizard at the very beginning of the show when he gives the elixir to yes. Elphaba's mom and then he goes down into the ground, I'm under there, you know, like making sure that it's safe. And the, like it's just, there's a, there's a lot of just, there, uh, we're the eyes and ears to make sure that everybody is working in a safe environment. And the unsung heroes nah. of Wicked. It's, <laughs> we're like the parents. Making sure it's safe <laughs> to fly. But yeah, no, it, it was, it was, it was a great, when uh, transitioning out of performing, it was a great way to say goodbye and still keep one foot in theater and be with my th theater family you know yes. so it was it was it was a nice transition to because like when dancers and performers are done you know and it, it, it it's sometimes because it's I worked my whole life to get to where I was as a professional dancer on like some of the most amazing stages in the world and when I realized that I was kind of working out of that I got a little sad and I did, did a bit of like I've ever since I was two I like when if you asked me what I wanted to be I knew and for the first time in my life I didn't know and stage management was this thing that was, it just made a lot of sense at the time until I found PR. And when I found PR, uh, public relations is just, it's 
it's a chance to shine in a completely different way. And I still, I always say, I'm still tap dancing just on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Exactly. And you started a theater podcast, so there's that. Exactly. So it's sort of come full circle exactly. in a way. So this scratches my itch. And Anytime th- you so want to get you. up and dance, Will, I, I will be an appreciative audience. <laughs> I appreciate that. I even joined you. Well, I was thinking about, uh, just quickly before we wrap up our mm-hmm. talk here on Wicked, the enduring appeal of this show at 15 years now. It's that transformative power of friendship. It's you know realizing that maybe you were seeing things in the wrong way that you didn't have all of the the facts uh standing up for what's right even when you're standing alone that was a a big thing that i talked to my son about Uh and just looking around me i have never seen people do you know what disney bounding is where people they don't dress in in disney costumes but they match the colors to the colors that a character wears it's a whole thing on instagram it's really cute people were like wicked bounding (laughs) this show where they had there was a, a whole family a mom a dad and a little girl that were dressed in outfits in, in green and like the dad had a little bow tie and he had the glasses oh. on like some of the characters and it was so cute and he proudly told me that his wife made all of their costumes wow. so here's to 15 more years of Wicked Absolutely. and by the way you still have a few more weeks to fly into Oz Wicked is at the Pantages through January 27th and you can check out HollywoodPantages.com for more info You're listening to West of Broadway with Will Armstrong and Lara Scott. And since it is our very first show of 2019, I have to keep saying that until it feels normal to say 2019. And, Will, this is going to be another incredible year of musical theater here in Southern California. Let's stick with talking about the Pantages for a minute because I love that there are so many classic shows this season that a lot of us will get to see for the first time. 2019 is all about the classic musical at the Pantages Theater. And it's so exciting to to bring these shows to a completely new generation. Yes. Let's talk Betty Buckley. Oh my gosh! Hello okay, Dolly. So we'll start, just go in order. Yeah, yeah. Hello Dolly. Which um, the on Broadway it was Bette Midler, <gasps> and uh, then uh, Bernadette Peters took over for her, and now, and so Bet, Bet, Betty Buckley is taking on the road, who is just a musical theater icon who can do absolutely anything, and to have to see, I can't wait. I can't wait to see her. Yeah. It's going to be amazing, and I love that show so much. It is just like old school classic Broadway that um, with some iconic sh- uh, like the, there's this. Um, number in the first scene uh, in the first act about uh, uh, take me dancing that is just so beautiful the music and ribbons down my back is just an incredible song and then the, my favorite thing as a d- male dancer in musical theater is the waiters gallop in the second act is just I can't wait to see what they do but see I know none of these so yeah. I'm super excited to see this and get myself uh, educated a little bit more on Absolutely. these classic shows yeah. up next kinky boots that's going to be in February okay so Jerry Mitchell uh, he uh, gave us hairspray he's uh, currently on Bro- uh, Broadway he directed directed and choreographed um, Pretty Woman, and uh, Kinky Boots is one of his shows, and it did incredible on Broadway, and the tour and the London production is taking the world by storm. Did and Cindy Lauper do the music yes, for this? Yes, she did. Okay, Very yeah, I was good. like, Cindy Lauper, like, mm-hmm. I heard that somewhere. Oh, that's so yeah. fantastic. And uh, if, uh, if you want to have some fun, go on uh, Instagram and check out the hashtag, hashtag full out. Um, at, like the choreographers and the directors and, and all of the dance captains and the everyone, uh, they use the full out hashtag to, to share information about uh, kinky boots and it's just it's just amazing like what it, it, yeah i'm really really excited to, it was it's based on a movie and they turned it into a musical and it, it's yeah it's it's i'm very very I excited think it's gonna to be really one. fun yeah. and then uh going back to classic cats in oh. late february what yeah. do you say about cats i mean class <laughs> a, a, as a kid that grew up as a dancer first and foremost like cats was just like sacred 
you know, and it was at the Winter Garden now and forever for so long that I thought it was going to be forever. Didn't they do the skit on uh, Saturday Night Live (laughs) about the people that were sort of hypnotized and they couldn't figure out why Cats was the greatest show ever, but they just kept going? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it is, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, Andrew Lloyd Webber, you know, it's just, I think that that, like, it changed what musicals were at the time, and it kind of opened the door for the big spectacular. Right. Was that maybe like the first sort of pop Broadway show? I mean, the music, it, it feels very classical, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? It, it just feels like it really sort of crossed over into popular culture. Yeah. With no, that one. I absolutely. remember being a kid and my mom playing the soundtrack. Yeah, no. And Betty Buckley was the original. Right. Betty one, Buckley. <laughs> she was one of the original Gri- Grizabellas. I think she was here, in the one in the States. Yeah. yeah and, and that's one where every single song is good. Yeah. There's just no, no filler in that show. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. That's going to be in March. Yeah, and I wanted to tell you, um, Clive Voce, who was uh, one of our guests in The Color Purple, yes, he I left The Color Purple to, to join the cast of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, so he's coming back. So hopefully we can get to speak with him again when he comes back in town. That would be fantastic. Yeah. April, Fiddler on the Roof. Um, yeah, no, Sunrise, Sunset, If I Were a Rich Man, uh, Matchmaker, Matchmaker, like all like so many incredible, iconic songs. And But I feel like they're doing a very authentic version, like where they uh, – the. Uh, Fiddle on the Roof is an Israeli actor who's coming, uh, who, who's very established in Israel, who's coming to star in the show here. Like, so that's really exciting to see what kind of authentic twist they give it. Pantages started counting down a year before. <laughs> Les Mis, coming in May. Oh my gosh. Like that, now we're talking, like, when I fell in love with musicals, it was Les Miserables and The Phantom of the Opera. Like, th- that's when I was coming of age to, like, learn what musicals were and, like, the the Cameron Macintosh like mega musicals like the uh, like incredible you and know? I've seen the movie version which it seems that people that love the musical weren't fans of the movie I loved the movie a lot of that is I love Hugh Jackman and Phantom of the Opera I'm just so excited about like I can't believe again how these shows have stood the test of time well I don't care how many times you see Phantom of the Opera I think I've seen it four or five now. Mm-hmm. When the Phantom appears in the mirror, mm-hmm. the whole audience gasps and everybody gets chills. So it's going to be fun to see how they do it this time around. Robert Guillaume, I believe, was the orig- was the very first African-American actor to play Phantom of the Opera. And I know that this tour, there is a, um, the gentleman who's playing the Phantom is African-American. So I, I just love non-traditional casting. Mm-hmm. And just like it's open to anyone and may the best voice and the best performance win. I love that. I Absolutely. love that so much. And this is a big cast and an orchestra of 52. Yeah, like all together like when the big um uh, huge number uh, masquerade mm-hmm. where they have all the costumes and uh, like, and the whole steer- stage is full like the whole stairwell is full of people in these beautiful costumes and musicians are on stage but it, they 52 people like that's a lot of people on stage yeah it's pretty impressive it's going to be beautiful to see and then rent is coming in july the 20th anniversary tour but if you can't wait till then they have rent live which is going to be on nbc oh, no it's on fox i'm sorry they have Rent Live, which is going to be on Fox on January 27th, and it's uh, um, Vanessa Hudgens is starring in it, and um, Valentina, who's one of the drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time since I've mentioned RuPaul on this. But, <laughs> yeah, for but, a while there, it was every episode. Yeah. It was RuPaul and Perez Hilton. Exactly. And um, Stephen Aremus is the musical director and, the pr- and one of the producers of the show. He was the um, musical original musical director for shows like Wicked. I think Beauty Boobs and and yeah, Stephen Remus is amazing. Like, is he doing it for the tour or for the show? He's going to be on, th- Fox. Th- uh, on Fox. Oh, cool! Yeah. I love that they're doing the live shows. Yeah, it's so fun. It's just incredible, and I feel like it's perfect for West of Broadway because it brings Hollywood and musical theater and Broadway all in one. And like that's what 
we're all about here. And you can watch in your pajamas. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. and then let's, uh, okay, so in July, late July, it's going to be Miss Saigon. Okay, so Wicked, when I was on tour, I, um, Dee Dee Magno Hall and uh, Clifton Hall are married couple. Clifton played Fiero and Dee Dee played Nessa Rose, and they were married, and they had their son on tour, and they were just the most amazing people. And they were fantastic in the show and beautiful and incredible. But they met and fell in love starring in uh, Miss Saigon. And they're married? Mm-hmm. And, they're li- and they're still married? Yeah. And they're going to be on tour yeah. with this? Well, no, no. Oh. They, no, they, like, I, they were on tour with Wicked. Now they, they're back. Yeah, like she does a lot of voiceover work for cartoons now. I can't remember some of the cartoons I've that she does. I've probably seen her yeah. name on some of the I'm shows sure. I watched with the but kids. But Dee Dee yeah. is from The Party. Um, yes, I used to play their music. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> Mickey Mouse Club offshoot uh, the, yeah, yeah. back in the day. Yeah, we have a lot of talent coming out of those shows. Yeah. All right, looking ahead to the fall, the national tour of Frozen is going to roll into L.A., so I can't wait to find out more about that. I can't wait to see what they do. I know absolutely nothing about it except for I've seen the movie. Yeah, so and they've, I've listened to the, the Broadway cast recording, and they've added a lot of songs mm-hmm. that are really, really good. So it's Do You Want to Build a Snowman, Love's an Open Door, of course, Let It Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the songs that we are going to be expecting from the movie, but I can't wait to see the production because speaking of production and spectacle, I think this is going to have all of that. Yeah. It's going to be good. All right, so uh, moving over to downtown L.A. at the Amundsen Theater in February, Cinderella so Matthew Bourne has transformed the fairy tale that we all know and love into a wartime romance, which well, looks really, really compelling. Well, Matthew Bourne did uh, did something. He like made history when he transformed uh, Swan Lake and did it all with men. It was spectacular, and he just so he's just a, an amazing visionary who can just like reinterpret classics. And so he's doing it again with Cinderella. So I'm super excited to see what that's all, all right, about. Falsettos in April. You told me about this show, and uh-huh. it was originally done in the '90s. Yeah. And it's um, two one-act stories. I think it's March of the Falsettos and Falsetto Land. And they put them together, and it's Falsettos. And it is just – it's a wonderful story about family, and it's funny, and it's um, – and how – and what a family is and how you create a family. And, yeah, it's – and the music is incredible, and the, the scene work is wonderful, and it's just – I'm really excited I to I think see that's this. a wonderful topic to explore now is what makes a family. Yeah. You know, what is a modern family? Exactly. And, you know, obviously the climate has changed a lot since the 90s, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see – how how it is received now. It's going to be really, I can't wait to see that one. Mm-hmm. Indecent, that's in June. I know nothing about this. The at true all. story of a groundbreaking piece of theater, God of Vengeance, and the artists who risk their lives, lives to perform it. I can't wait. It sounds fascinating, and I can't wait to see it. <laughs> and then in July, the play that goes wrong. Yeah, like just like the name suggests, uh, this is a play that is within a play where everything's going wrong and it's a classic murder mystery like with um a- but actors are forgetting their lines and the leading lady is unconscious and there's a corpse in the play and it's it's just crazy. Sounds really fun. Yeah. That one sounds really really funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know what? Let's give it up for the Pantages and the Almonds. And the Almondson. And so many other, you know, theaters. I, I know that we tend to focus on the big shows, but again, you can reach out to us anytime and let us know if there's something that you're in, if you're part of the production team on that or just something that you've seen that's really wonderful that you'd love us to cover. We would love to hear about that. Yeah, you can reach out to us on our Facebook page. We're at Will and Lara, or just search uh, West of Broadway, or you can find us on our Instagram pages, which uh, we are active Instagrammers. Yeah, <laughs> at Lara Scott Media, at Will Armstrong PR, exactly. and West of com. You can catch up on previous episodes. And please subscribe and leave a comment on iTunes if you enjoy what you're hearing. If you're a theater fan, it really helps other LA theater lovers discover us and builds our local theater loving community. 
Well, if we don't see you at the Pantages or the Amundsen. Or Sagerstrom Center for the Arts or Musical Theater West. Or any of the other terrific theaters here in town. If you're looking for us, you can find us just west of Broadway. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 